Hi, this is Jason Smith, founder and CEO of Sponsor CX, and this is One on One with ABC Partners. Hi, this is Dave Almy of ADC Partners. Have you ever had an idea for a business that just took up residency inside your head? Something that you'd think about and go, ah, that might just work? Jason Smith, the founder and CEO of Sponsor CX, sure did. For years, Jason thought about using technology to bring order to the chaos that can sometimes be sponsor and property relationships. And for years, he thought, ah, there's just no way I can do this. Until one day, he did. Sponsor CX is now quickly becoming the gold standard for sports marketing and sponsorship CRM solutions. In this episode, Jason talks about his history in sports marketing, his journey as an entrepreneur, and offers some advice to anyone who ever thought about starting their own business. And if you listen to the whole episode, he'll also dispense some essential tech support advice in Spanish, sort of. Before you launched sponsor CX, right? You're kind of one of these this breed of people that I always love talking to because you've experienced sponsorship on both sides of the equation, right? Because you sold sponsorships on the part of BYU and that's where you and I first met. Yep. And then you invested in them on behalf of Mountain America Credit Union. So, so given that you've worked on both sides of that equation, what is your list of, you know, secret sauce? What are the ingredients to the secret sauce that goes into creating a successful partnership? Well, first of all, when we first met, I think we dump trucked a, a ton of BYU gear on your, on your, <laughs> still, your I still have the sweater vest. Uh, yeah. The sweater vest. I have, it was, I, it was the single most <laughs> epic dro like drop of gear I have ever seen. BYU fudge. Uh, window flags, toy basketballs. Uh, it was remarkable. So yeah. I don't know whose truck had to bring all that stuff over, but well done, sir. Well we done. Love our, we love our gear over at BYU. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it, it's awesome being able to sit on both sides. Cause I think, and I think that's where when Mountain America hired me over, you know, on that side, I think they, I had developed a great relationship. Obviously they were one of my partners when I was working at, for IMG at BYU, but just the knowledge that comes over from actually sitting in the nuts and bolts of what, you know, you're selling as a sponsorship. And then basically going over to the other, the, the corporate side and brand side of the business, you kind of have an idea of what is fluff, what is not, what is, you yeah, know, what's, and what's feasible too, right? I mean, there's a lot of things that you can sell in and kind of go, oh, what a great idea. But you've yeah, been on that yeah. side of the table. You can go, oh, that's complete fantasy. Totally. Yeah. Or that's, or the other part is that's going to take a lot of work. To yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On. like what, what, so if you want to sell this to me, like, what are you going to do to make sure that this like actually is what, what type of resources are you going to put in to be able to make this happen for me on your end and what connections internally are they going to have? So you kind of have some knowledge a little bit about that so you can ask the right questions on it. But, um, but no, I, I, I loved it. I think kind of that secret sauce, you know, with it, the, these are kind of the, the, the pillars that I, that I like to go off of. Like when I was, build that house, man, let's hear these pillars. Yeah, let's, These are the pillars. The, the sponsorship <laughs> pillars right here. So like Start taking I, notes, people. I, I always wanted to have something that had actionable marketing, right? Okay. Something that I could really dig my teeth into and like pull up the numbers and say, 
we we drove this kind of of revenue or or we got this type of return off of this promotion or these ticket backs or whatever it is, right? So some sort of actionable marketing piece. Yeah. The other was just big brand, right? I wanted to separate from the competition. I wanted to make sure that, you know, we were loud and proud, you know, at BYU or at the Arizona Coyotes or at Boise State, wherever it was, like I wanted to make sure that no one was going to miss that Mountain America was a significant partner. And that's not just amongst your competitive set, right? I mean, that's because a lot of these places are pretty busy with sponsors. There's a lot going on. Yeah. 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 Separate from clutter. And the more exclusive you can get, the better, right? So like if, so if you're the only logo on a scoreboard, like that's better than having 52 logos on a scoreboard, right? So there's the big brand element, but then there's also media, like media helps you tell your story. It gets out to the masses, whether it's TV, radio, yeah, social, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that type of thing. Business development from that standpoint, a lot of times people go straight to ticket, hospitality and those types of things, but actually using it the right way too. So having a strategic plan for those tickets that come to your, to your corporation, not just be like, oh, Jason just gets to go to like every BYU game for the rest Jason of the Jason is the life. ticket master of Mountain America Credit Union. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, strategically... If it's if we're going to use these tickets, how are they going to help build the business? How are yeah. we going to close close business off of this? And how are we going to do that? So working with our business services team, the mortgage team, whatever it was, like to, to make sure that it was it was going to the right to the right people that way. What do you think you fundamentally, as when you were selling with BYU, right? Yeah. You were out developing all these partners. When you moved over to Mountain America, what did you think? Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Right. What what assumptions did you have when you got to Mountain America where you were like, okay, well, this is much different than I thought it was going to be? It's just how much work it was. You know, to, <laughs> and, and then, actually, yeah. I mean, like, it was, it was, it wasn't a matter of like, I literally had to show yeah. to executive management how we are driving ROI right. off of this sponsorship. It was that conclusive. Yeah. Like, like, why are we spending this money on this? And you need to show us why it's important for us to do this. That's a challenge. And over time is we were being able to show the, the return on a lot of these partnerships based on how I would structure these these deals. They became more and more excited about doing them and doing them. That's why you started to see Mountain America. You know, when, when I first came in there, they were spending, you know, $30,000 here, 15 there, you know, whatever it, is, whatever it was. But it, it wasn't impactful and it wasn't strategic. They were just sort of sprinkling the marketplace. Yeah. And so once we once we really got strategic with it of like, eh. what do we really want to do here with it? Like, how can we move the needle with it? It was this aha moment for everybody and, and, and things took off. But that last pillar, which I think is probably the most important one, is community involvement. Um, having, a piece, having a piece where where you can actually give back and partner with the property and the brand can partner together to, to give back, right? right. And, and finding ways to benefit, you know, the Boys and Girls Club or just youth in general or financial literacy or whatever it may be, like implementing something in there that's, that's a community give back. Because if you're going to plaster your logo all over a, a, a sporting arena or wherever it is, you know, if you can put in a little bit of community in there, it yeah. lessens the corp- corporatism of it, right? It just becomes more like, no, this this company actually cares. It makes it rational. It makes it gives it some practicality to the community that they can actually look, touch, feel like totally, totally get it. So a couple seconds ago, you brought up the idea of sort of a aha moment or a light bulb moment going on inside Mountain America. 
when it's like, okay, you know, we can use these to, to a level of effectiveness. Take up that light bulb and now turn it on for the concept that eventually became Sponsor CX. Was it a light bulb moment or was this something that had been percolating inside your brain pan for, for some time? You know, it, it was, so I, I use some platforms on the set, on the sales side, uh-huh. you know, and in and, and some other, other ways to kind of manage it all. But when I went to Mountain America, I started to work with sports properties, the arts, events, entertainment, all these different nonprofits even. And I started looking at it and I'm, I'm working with all of them. And now we need to like kind of activate on this a little bit and I'm seeing how they're managing it all. And I'm like, this is a mess. <laughs> like, like this is, that was, that was, don't, that was Don't hard. sugarcoat it, man. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. And, and I'm like, okay, there's gotta be a better way. And yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Literally. I was like, gosh, I don't have time to do this. Like, right. I don't want, cause I had some ideas of like, this is what we could do. You know, this, this is, that was maybe kind of a light bulb moment of like, we can be better as I started to kind of see this. And I'm like, well, maybe I can be a solution to this. And, and so as I started to kind of sketch it out and do a little bit of validation by talking to, to uh, just trusted colleagues that I know in the industry on the, on the sponsorship sales side, mm-hmm. you know, I started to really see the need, you know, for it. And I, I talked myself out of it 20, 25 times. <laughs> I, was really? like, I was like, no, I ain't doing Don't this. do this. And, but, you know, finally I was just like, what the heck? I'm just going to do it. All right. So before we go any further, go do a quick elevator pitch Give for people who aren't familiar with Sponsor CX. And you, you've hopped into the elevator. You've got 10 floors to explain what it is. Ready, set, go. I really, it's sponsorship management made easy and efficient and effective, really. I mean, if you just do it really quick that way. Yeah. Um, and, and really, we want to, I mean, we're going to build out right now. We're we're sponsorship management on the sales side of yep. the house yep. um, for manage your accounts, contacts, your inventory, build that inventory with agreements all the way to fulfillment. So it's yep. end-to-end sponsorship management, right? But really at the end of the day, if you want like the, the grand vision of, our, of what we want to do, mm-hmm. we want to be industry standard and we want to make a difference, not only with like the big pro teams that are doing $100 million a year in sponsorship, but we also want to make an impact on those that are maybe doing a hundred thousand dollars a year in sponsorship you brought up a really interesting point right about working for mountain america and starting to work with all kinds of different organizations nonprofits, and and arts organizations who don't have the sophistication level that some of the bigger properties will have when they start talking about sponsorships so helping them bring order to this can actually be really helpful to them and their missions totally 100 percent. and sponsorships make up about worldwide sponsorships you know, sports make up 70%. Yeah. Right. But there's 30% that don't really have much yeah. to be able to, to do. I mean, there's, there's some that are going after the 70% and, and, and we want to, we want to help the sports as well too. We have that, that is about the percentage of, of the properties that we work with are about 70% sports, but 30%, the arts, the entertainment, the, the nonprofit, all, all of them, they need help too. Like we just got off the phone. I won't, I'll, protect for, for, uh, names of who we were talking to. We were talking to a small, small rodeo on the, on the West coast yeah. that literally was like, we, we just need some, some help with this. And, and, but we have a hundred sponsors, oh. but, we do, but we do under a million dollars. Oh, and, and so it's like death by paper cuts. Right. So yeah, it's exactly. like, how, how do we, how do we as an organization 
help them get out of the mess that they're in to be able to help them kind of manage this. And, and honestly, we actually have the software, but we also, we, we also can, can help them on a, on, let's just call it a consulting basis. Like if right. you need to start with inventory and how to break that out or how to strategically, you know, do that. And you do this every, you do this every day, right. You know, and helping people kind of really ma- manage that, but like really helping them have a solution from a software standpoint to manage this all because a hundred sponsors at less than a minute. I mean, that's, that's a crazy lot making parts. That's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. Oh, well, that's, I mean, it's, so it's great to hear that the, the organization is trying to bring order to the chaos that can be management of the sponsorship and partnership process, right? Because like you said, there's a lot of moving parts and you've been thinking about this idea for a while. You, you said you tried to tell yourself, don't do this like 20 or 25 times. What was, what was the moment where you said, screw it, I'm just going to do this. This is, this is what I need to do. I just felt it. I just yeah. felt what I needed to do. Like I just, you know, I mean, call it a, a prompt, spiritual prompting, whatever you want to call it. Like, like I just, I felt like I needed to do it because no one else was doing it. Right. I mean, there's others that are doing it, but not the way we're doing it. Yeah. We, we want to make it easy, efficient, and 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 just clean, right? So then, what was that first day like? Did you did you say Mountain America? I'm done. See you later. I'm out. I'm working full time on this. Did you try to do it both at the same time for a while? How did how did you get how did you get started? That's a that's a great question. So yeah, I started. So the, I officially started the company. Like if you want to say like paperwork and everything, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 2017, right? Okay, and. You know, my first while was validation. I mean, I invested my own money to build a beta version overseas. I invested $30,000 of my own money and, and went overseas. I had a group help me, you know, build it. And I built this beta version. But the first version of it was post-contract software to manage. Because that was the issue I was having with Mountain America and working with them. is like all the moving parts and everything, right? Yep. So, I kind of had built that first and laid it out and I had five beta users. I pretty much said, here, take, take it. I want you guys to like, tell me what it's like, use it. And three of them, or yeah, two of them said, we love this. We'll pay uh-huh. you for it. Oh, and like, out of the oh. gate. Yeah, out of the gate. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The other three, the other three said, Jason, this is great. Don't get me wrong. This is great. But we really need the full CRM flow in this. So they gave you a sense of where it needed to head to be a complete solution. Yes. And that's when I met my current co-founder and CTO, Creed Mangrum, who he's an MIT guy, super smart, way smarter than I could ever be. Can't even spell MIT. Yeah, MIT is T-I-M or something. It's Tim, (laughs) right? So, so Creed and I, we, we meet up and, and I get, long story short, we got a mutual connection. He, he, I meet with him, kind of talk with him a little bit about it. And he's like, listen, Jason, I love what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. But in order for us to do this, we're going to throw away your software that you just <laughs> built and we're going to, re- and we're going to rebuild it. <laughs> it, needs to be, it needs to be built on scalability because it was not built on scalability. And, um, and so we took the next, it, it, the stomach punch, there goes my 30 grand, but it was learning. I should say that, you know, with all those budding entrepreneurs out there, 
you have to learn. Yeah. And you have to keep learning. And sometimes it costs you money to learn. And that was what we did. We learned. And so we, we actually, we architected the sales from, from prospecting all the way through the contract stage, all the way to our post-contract fulfillment portal, you know, all the way from end to end. And then we rolled, and then we ended up rolling it out at the end of 2020. Okay. So a, a fully baked or, you know, obviously software is a continual iterations and reversioning and adding yeah. to, and things like this, particularly when you're talking about uh, software as service type deliveries of what you're, you're doing here. But that was the go point. 2020, yeah. you launched, you have a couple clients. Did you actually, the first two start with you sort of actually follow through and say, we're going to do this. Or was that a new point where you said, this is the software and we're going to start from, from zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, a few of those have, have, have are still, still on with us, but, um, but yeah, it was uh, 2020 was kind of a, a reset of this new, the, the new platform. So 2021 became an edu educational process for us to educate the market about what we're doing. And I would still argue that we're still in that phase. Like yeah, sure. people, people in our industry are starting to hear about us now. Like we're, we've got momentum going and, and, and every day it feels like I have someone reach out going, I want to learn more about this. Like, Oh, and then this podcast is going to come out. And I mean, my God, the, you know, the company is exactly. just, gonna, the gonna doors are going to blow, blow off. We'll have to pay you a commission. It's going to be. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a follow-up so, conversation. Yeah. So we've got, so like with it, you know, it's, it came, it came down to like, we were just educating the low hanging fruit of people, of, of people that we knew and, and all of that. And we got to a point where we actually, and this kind of comes to the start of your, of your last question of like Mountain America and, and sponsor CX at the same time. So I'm balancing both of this at the same time, right? I'm still doing Mountain well, America and I'm doing this and it kind of reaches a point where like I'm starting to make some noise with sponsor CX to the point where Mountain America actually pulls me in and goes, what are you? And I haven't even shared the story before. I haven't even shared the story, but they're, but they're like, what are you? Well, like we know about sponsor CX because I never hit it by, by any means, right? They knew about it. But okay, so this wasn't something you were like, like <laughs> turning the screen no, away from. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, like, and, and Sharon Cook, great friend of mine. She's the chief marketing officer. There. She's, she's amazing. And, but she, she's like, we're starting to see like some, some like what's what's going on. So we actually had a really healthy conversation about that. Like it was really good, and she was super supportive. Huh. I, I can't say anything other than than she trusted me. She saw the work that I was doing up for Mountain America, which was great, and she was like pr almost like proud of me for doing it, right? And was like, this is this is great. So it was never. In fact, I still to this day do stuff with Mountain America because they we just have such a great relationship. But but it, it was and and I realized that's probably uh you know not not the case probably with others that would probably try and do this. But I had such a great relationship internally with Mountain America with the executive team there that they trusted me you know with it. And that conversation was probably you know kind of mid mid twenty twenty one and it yeah. and it started to pick up so much steam. I, I actually remember the moment I'm flying into Boise, Idaho. I'm going to meet with Boise State and I've got so much going on. And it was August, getting ready for the football season. And I'm landing in there and I am overwhelmed. Like I've got, I've got, I've now got customers that need work and onboarding and all of that on, on this side. And I've got my Mountain America job that covers six states and multiple 40, 50 different properties, you know, and 
And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, you're being pulled apart like Taffy. Yeah, I, I texted one of my buddies. And I'm like, I've got to raise money. Who do you know that I should, can you connect me with, with some, some people? And he connected me with two people. And uh, I probably, I, I met with a few others, but one in particular, Jeff Birmingham, he connected me with, and he's, he's invested in many tech companies here in the Silicon Slopes area in Utah. But like he connected me with him. I met him in his home and long story short, we, we hit it off, had a great conversation, pitched the idea to his partners and we brought in, they liked it so much. They brought in a group of six individual investors and this was October of 2021. And they, uh, they, they did what we would call an angel or a pre-seed round in, in it. And uh, just basically, and I'm forever indebted to them because ever since then, we have just catapulted. And what, one of the requirements was, Jason, we do this for you, you, you need to leave Mountain America, right? Yeah. Which I don't, blame, I don't blame them, right? You know, so, so they invested in me, in the company. Yeah, since, since then, since the end of 2021, all we've done is just more than 10x the revenue in the next the last, you know, seven, eight months. I mean, I'm not an so, investor, nor am I an economist, but when you say 10x the revenue, I get little goosebumps on the back of my neck. And that's a, that's a pretty darn, darn good thing. Yeah. And, and the end, this 2022 year will be, will, will end up being unbelievable. We're going to hit some by the end, by the December, by the end of the year, it will be, you know, we'll, we'll see how many, how many more X's we've got on it, but it's been, we've, we've been successful. It's been, we've been blessed. Let's just put it that way. And it all started with, uh, started with an idea, but it really helped us catapult with, you know, having the trust of somebody. And to this day, I mean, he's not an investor that's like driving, driving just on my back all the time. Like mm -hmm. he, he lets me lead. He lets me run the company. I report to him every three months and let him know where it's at. And I consider him a dear friend and a mentor. Like he has mentored me. Uh, it's been amazing. That's the best kind of investor to be able to bring into the company, right? That person yeah. who's going to let you and trust you and spot because they do. I mean, most of these, most of the investors that I'm interact with, it's, it's a people business. Right. And yeah. you can have yeah. a great financial analysis of what the proposed company is going to do. But if you look at the person who's putting that together and you don't feel like they're the ones who are going to be able to put it to over the top or get to what those financials are suggesting, it's not going to be an investment. It's a, it's a people business. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm indebted to them. 2022, you know, has been kind of a benchmark year for you all. Like you said, revenue is starting to, to take off. And I just saw the other day you made the announcement regarding the Premier Lacrosse League. And I have to say, as a, as a lacrosse guy, uh, that one was pretty exciting for me because that is not just a growing sport. It's been growing across the United States pretty dramatically uh, for a while. But, you know, the Premier Lacrosse League is really starting to take off as well, that model for that league. And their significant media rights deal with ESPN. Can you share a little bit how the deal with or the partnership with the PLL came together? And what do you feel like that means for Sponsor CX? Well, one of our one of one of my partners in the company, Tom Wills, he he had a connection over there mm. uh, and made made the introduction there and kind of got us a, a good conversation going. And then and then from from there, it, it just became a matter of, of educating them. They've they've had some some internal changes for for, for, for the better they've had, they're establishing, you know, their partnership team and, and all of that. So they, they needed something to really help them 
you know, organize themselves from a sponsorship standpoint. Now, they're a little more different, right? They're, they're not like, in, they have individual teams, but they kind of travel to different cities. Yep. Uh, in fact, they're coming to Salt Lake here this weekend. Excellent. But, but they, to Salt Lake City, but, um, but yeah, so they, it's, it's been great. I mean, I mean, first of all, like, congratulations to them on that series. It's a series D round. And I think it was TCG, WWE and Kevin Durant's group, 35B, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, and they've just been, been great to work with. Um, yeah, we just literally just brought them on. We're in the middle of, of onboarding them and, 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 and getting them into the system. But yeah, it's, uh, it's been nothing but positive. And th- that group over there is forward thinking, like the yep. PLL is forward thinking. And I think for, for us with Sponsor CX, like to be able to partner with the lacrosse league, the premier lacrosse league and, and have that type of a, of an organization um, using, using the platform is, is huge. And we have, we have a lot, I mean, Clemson athletics, for example, you know, they, they took everything in house and they're, they use our platform as well. Um, and we have, we have, we have a lot of different, um, organizations that, that do it that way, but I'm actually excited and, and stay close to our, our social media channels. Cause we have some really big stuff getting ready to, to happen, which bigger than the PLL, surely you cannot be serious. Well, PLL is big, but this will be big as well. Let's All right. Well, I'm staying close. I can yeah. feel the, uh, the digital media is starting to heat up related to sponsors. DX. <laughs> I mean, what does get you most excited about where the company is headed? When you see the traction and when you see people's response, where what gets you excited, right? What gets you like springing out of bed? And on the flip side of that, where do you think the greatest hurdles lie in the next as you look to 2022 and beyond? Yeah, I, I'm excited about just all the opportunity that's out mm-hmm. there. And I get really stoked to show the 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 product. I mean, I was just sitting with a, a major league soccer team a couple of weeks ago and they're like, all right, we're in this call together and we're like, all right, tell us the pitch. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you the pitch. I just show it to you and I'm going to show it to you. And then you, you tell me, you, I don't know. I know what you, you told me what you're using, but I don't know your experience. So you compare it with your experience. And we walked through the entire platform and afterwards, they kind of sat back and they're like, wow, this is <laughs> way better than what we're doing right now. And, and I said, that's my pitch. Right. It's the easiest pitch in the world. Go use the software. I know. That's my pitch. So, and, and they're going to, they're, they're going to end up, uh, end up signing up with us too. So like, it's, I get most excited about organizations going like, oh my gosh, like this is solving so many issues that we have. Like, yeah. When you see the reaction. That, not only an MLS team or, or, yeah. or a pro team, like that's fun and that's nice and it's cool, but like, I want to, I want to help the the nonprofit organizations too. Like I want to help all of these different properties that, that need something. Like I get super excited about the opportunity to work with a lot of great organizations on the challenge side. I think what we face is just like a a lot of others do. I mean, number one, economy, right. That we're we're in right now, But, but then, but then you've also got if the, if others are in entrenched and do another platform, it makes it harder sure. to have them switch. So it's got to be a compelling case for them to go like, I am switching from this over to sponsor CX. And I feel like that we can give a com- compelling case, you know, for it, but that is a hurdle. It's, 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 uh, 
it's a challenge. And then the other products and features and things that we want to roll out in the future yeah. that like we we just don't want to just be a CRM for sponsorship sales. Like uh-huh. we, we have much grander visions and that in itself is going to cause more challenges, which is exciting though, at the same time to kind of knock down some of those. Now, I suspect there's a couple of people who are listening to this podcast. Yeah. And they maybe have had an idea or two pinging around inside their heads, right? You know, they've, they've been in a position where you were years ago and you're thinking, don't, don't do this. What's the, what's, what advice do you have for a a would-be entrepreneur? What's the, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly of going into business for yourself? Well, I think first of all, that if you have an idea and you're thinking about it, it, you're, you need to, you need to do it. You've already failed if you don't try. It's a great one. Right. So like, there's a lot of ideas, but a lot of people do what I did, which was like, no, like I can't do that or I'm not going to do it. Like, and that's where it stops. But there's, if you would take that idea and actually even just invest a little bit of money, time to validate it, to help you. Cause I think that's what happened with me is, is just taking a little bit of time to validate, help me kind of take like a step of like, Oh, people actually really like this. In fact, Mm -hmm. they're willing to pay me for it. Like, that's interesting. So, so just do it. Like just, I just have Nike swoosh here. Just do it, you know, take some risks, but you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a vision. Um, You gotta have a a vision, but just know that there's going to be bumps and there's going to be challenges and there's going to be situations where it's like this customer wants this by this date. And how are we going to do it? We got to figure this, figure this out. And I think facing challenges, and this is probably the, the, the number one advice I can have when I worked at BYU, when I was at Mountain America, and even as, as, uh, as the founder and CEO sponsor CX is you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Surround yourself with good people, honest people that have your back, that do good work and are really good at things that you're not good at. And as you do that, you can create something really amazing. And don't always, don't be abundant. Have an abundance mentality rather than a it's all mine mentality. Share it out. Once you do that, the sky's the limit. And I'm talking about, and there could be some entrepreneurs who are like, no, 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 I want to keep everything. But no, like make sure people are invested in what you're doing and excited about it. Otherwise, it becomes just another job and just another grind for everybody. And and if you do that and you treat people right and you create a culture, then it's the people that that, that help get it to where it needs to be. Jason Smith, founder and CEO of Sponsor CX. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. But before we let you go, we're going to go through a quick lightning round of questions. Jason, you do not know what's coming. So we need to make sure that you are ready and able to respond to the lightning round. Are you ready? I'm able. I'm able. I don't know if I'm ready. All right. Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? All right. First question. You are a passionate fisherman. Where exactly is your favorite secret fishing hole? The Green River in eastern utah okay not secret anymore as the ceo of a tech company can you please explain why unplugging the router for 30 seconds is a solution to almost every technology problem 
<laughs> You'll have to ask my CTO that question. All right, we'll have to have Gomer bring that. We have to bring him in for volume volume two. <laughs> Anything um, that's uh, technical, I'm like, all right, Creed, you're on. <laughs> right, look that way. All right, you are uh, as we've discussed. You're based in Salt Lake City. It's a fall Saturday night in Salt Lake City. Are you taking the tickets to the Jazz or the Cougars game? Cougars, hundred percent. All, no. all day long. That was literally the easiest question ever asked of you. Uh, in the history of questions. Okay. Uh, you have an associate's degree in Spanish. Please say you need to unplug the router for 30 seconds in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> that, I don't know how to say router. Necesita, necesita unplug el router for 30 segundos. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure unplug. <laughs> okay. All right. Jason Smith, founder and CEO of Sponsor CX. Thanks for joining us today, man. Awesome. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening to this ADC Partners podcast. For more information about ADC Partners, please visit our website at adcpartners.com.